1: 2020 bringing a biblical perspective on life culture and current events weekdays on ucb's vision radio network find out more at vision.org.au
0: jenny stokes from salt shakers is back with us hello jenny welcome back to 2020
1: hello neil good to be back
0: good to be back and i just must mention too you just had a little bit of a break away and uh, you're feeling refreshed
1: Yes, it was nice to get away. We actually didn't take a computer and I didn't look at email on my phone. So, uh, yeah, I really did have a break.
0: Well, welcome back to reality. We're in the middle of it here because uh, these reports that we're hearing from Victoria, uh, pretty disturbing when you think of ways that the education department there may be overriding some of those things that might be, as we could all expect, uh, to come from the Parliament. Uh, What are your concerns about what's happening in Victoria?
1: Well, Neil, we sort of got back. We started to get phone calls and emails uh, saying, what's happening, Um, how how is this working out? So certainly I I set out to investigate, and I've actually talked to the organisation that had put out an email, um, and that email had said that um, it looked like students wouldn't be able to meet together for prayer in schools or to be able to bring along Christian literature or to give it away to friends. And uh, and certainly people get very upset about that and talk about religious freedoms and, and religious practice and so on. So certainly what I, what I did was I set out to investigate what had actually happened. And, uh, and back, a, back a few weeks ago, we actually reported on um, the Special Religious Instruction in Schools program, and that's been getting a lot of attack by a group down here in Victoria called Firis um, and that's Fairness in Religion in Schools. And this is a group that's opposed to having Special Religious Instruction in the schools. Now, when the Education Act in Victoria was set up in 1872... Um, which was sort of interesting. All the schools at that point had been run, mostly by churches or private groups. And part of that is that, okay, we will have this state education, but we will allow religious instruction to be given in schools by religious organisations. And that has been there since then. In 2006, when the Education Act was revised, um, that was the subject of a lot of debate. And a lot of the Christian uh, CRE teachers, Christian religious education teachers who work under the SRI program Thank <laughs> you. Uh, they actually all met with their politicians and it was decided that that would stay in the Act. And so special religious instruction um, is actually taught in timetable curriculum time, 30 minutes a week. That's actually in timetable time and it can't be taught at lunchtime. So the school can't say, oh, well, you just meet at lunchtime and we don't have to put it in the curriculum. So it's very specifically in the curriculum. Uh, there are approved providers and accredited. They have to actually establish a curriculum and, and that's checked out and so on so well I think they talk about an agreed curriculum so what happens is that these uh, they have guidelines around how they're to operate and over the last year or so there have been a couple of instances like in one school um, a local church apparently gave out some bibles that had extra material in them at the end of the graduation at grade six and they had material on homosexuality and so get it get upset and parents sort of say well this shouldn't be handed out so I think what, what the government was trying to do was to say, look, we have very strict guidelines on how special religious instruction should operate, and this is what's to be done. Only the agreed material, no other material, no other activities. It's just this 30 minutes in classroom time. And I think that that itself is a reasonable thing to set out.
0: So are you saying that some of the things that have been getting around on various emails may be a little exaggerated?
1: Well, we put out a briefing paper yesterday, which explains some of this. So, and and talks about where perhaps that that's a little exaggerated. So, the ministerial directive deals with the operation of SRI, and you know, in we don't agree with some of those things. The new report, the new form requires people to send the form back; otherwise, they're assumed not to do it. Um, various other things, like volunteers can't be involved in the school at other times, which you know, if you're a mother or a grandmother, you might. Be involved in the school with Reading say. so we think that some of the things are that we don't agree with, but they're not involved in this email sort of thing that's going around. So uh, what what we were concerned about is what happened then. So the ministerial directive came out from the Minister for Education, Martin Dixon. What happened then is that the Education Department actually set out what they called a a school policy advisory guide on special religious instruction, which is intended to take the minister's direction, one for one, and to make it operational. So how does this actually operate in your school? And it should be all about SRI and it should be actually implementing the minister's direction. What happened is that the education department, we believe, has gone beyond that and they've talked about activities outside of the special religious instruction time. And, you know, I think there's a place in that section to say, well, SRI is not involved in forums, lunchtime clubs, you know, activities, prayer groups and so on. That's not part of SRI because this is supposed to be a 30-minute timetable program. But what they've done is sort of said, well, because we've got secular education in school hours, then no other religious activity is allowed.
0: I think and they've that, been... that's
1: where I think the department has overstepped the mark.
0: And are you saying that speculation about some things like kids who can't even give one another a Christian CD or pass on a Christian DVD or a book or a tract, uh, you're saying that that probably isn't what was intended. But if you take this to the extreme, that is the way it could be implemented.
1: Well I, well, I think that's right. And certainly the government, we, we understand from context we've had, is that the government hasn't intended some of this sort of thing to happen. The department is clarifying. They've actually issued a statement to Eternity Magazine and the Bible Society, and that actually is on their website. And it says that, uh, so the, the thing actually says that organize, other religious organisations can't be involved at schools during school hours. Now, the Act actually says that none of the material information about this religious education program uh, none of that applies to times outside the student instruction time, so which means that lunch times are actually not covered by that, and so the Department is actually saying, "Oh well, school hours includes all of that we can 't have any other religious activity at all um, and but they have said that it can 't be le- even even what they 've said is said it can 't be led or organized by another organization or an adult, um, but that means that students could organize their own prayer meeting and lead their own prayer meeting in the school and it doesn 't say that they can 't bring their own literature to school to hand out so and so what the department has actually done is cl- issued a statement clarifying that students will be allowed to bring religious material to school. And that they can have a student-led prayer meeting or Bible study, so they've actually said, "Look, this is certainly allowed. Those two things are certainly allowed," and that's, you know, in response to, I guess, what the material that was put out.
0: Now, what about chaplains in state schools? Because they're under a federal guideline, not a state one, and there's some sort of a, a clash there.
1: Well, that's where we think that the department, um, by making the statement about school hours rather than this hours allotted for instruction of students, has made a big leap into other other areas. Um, the chaplains' guidelines actually talk about that they can provide spiritual guidance to students, especially when they ask for that. And it also says that chaplains can lead discussion groups or clubs at lunchtimes, you know, obviously with the approval of the school. Um, and... and you know, obviously you're negotiating with the school in doing any of these things. So, But it does say that chaplains can lead lunchtime groups. So the Education Department um, policy guidelines seems to say, well, that actually can't happen and that would be in conflict with what even a chaplain could do within the school. So we think that we're doing... that. The Education Department has overstepped the mark. Instead of just talking about SRI, uh, Special Religious Instruction, which is what the Minister's direction was about, they've actually gone to sort of talking about all sorts of other religious organisations that may have been in the school. And when I was a teacher for 20 years, we'd we'd quite often have you know, a a concert put on by a Christian singing group and people could be advertised, people could come if they wanted to, they didn't have to come if they didn't want to, and that was always allowed. You had people like God Squad coming and visiting schools with their motorbikes and those sorts of things were allowed. And from what I see, they're not actually banned under the Act. It's only by this stretching the Act um, that's happened. So we're encouraging people to write to the minister and to the department, uh, saying, well, OK, we understand the ministerial direction, but this other goes much further.
0: So what you're saying is the SRI School Policy Advisory Guide needs yeah. to be withdrawn. That's that's the thing that you want uh, perhaps a little more agitation there, contact we, with the minister's office. Yeah,
1: that's right. We would say that that needs to be withdrawn and rewritten, and it needs to just deal with SRI. And we would say, too, that if it's anything outside of SRI, that's not to come from the department. It should come from the minister and from the parliament. So if the parliament wants to change what happens in the non-instruction time hours, um, that's something for parliament to do. It's not something for the department to decide on.
0: Again, this is not a time for complacency either because uh, unless there are groups and uh, organizations like Salt Shakers who are onto this whole thing and uh, trying to work out what this really means, uh, it, complacency here could mean all sorts of things could be just uh, uh, railroaded into place and Christians could be marginalized
1: well that, well that's right and certainly um, you know inviting speakers into schools and other things even in lunchtimes is 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 something that's always happened in schools even in state schools it's not part of what is seen as the education of students it's it's around that so i think to try and sort of talk about the secular education now extends to anything happening in within lunchtimes um if we don't actually say something about that, that will become the rule and that will become what's seen as normal and accepted. And even though the department has now said, oh, well, students can have their own little meeting if they organise it themselves, um, you know, that was never in their statement anyway from what from our reading of it. And so, you know, they're just saying, well, students can meet together, but they can't have um, other people, you know, organising or conducting it or leading it. <laughs>
0: Mm. Well, if it seems complicated, I'll point listeners to the Salt Shakers website. Uh, where you can get some more idea about what is being said and perhaps what is being exaggerated and you might be able to uh, get a a good grip on what is actually happening between the department and what the minister uh, is now under pressure to do and uh, perhaps with the withdrawal of that SRI school policy advisory guide. So uh, you could Google salt shakers and you could uh, get up to date with those things that are happening and that's a particular concern for Victorians. Uh, Other states... uh, they might be having the same sorts of issues. Uh, Are you across what's happening in other states at all, Jenny?
1: Well, I think there's a lot of pressure on other states. For instance, in New South Wales, I know that... um there's a lot of pressure to have ethics classes rather than SRI. And in fact, that's actually going right through primary school now to to actually allow ethics classes to be taught. And so I think with other other religions, other religious philosophies being taught, uh, that puts pressure on scripture and, and religious education in schools. A few years ago, there was an, F, an effort in Queensland to actually change the whole notion of, SR, uh, of religious education in schools. And one of the points was to actually make it opt-in rather than opt-out. Um, which was the case in Victoria until a few years ago when the law was changed, and they're actually changing that again. They're giving out a form in Victoria. If you don't return the form, it assumes you don't want to do it. Mm. Well, the form might never have gone home. That's <laughs> so right. We we support, would support a form that says yes, tick yes or no, and at least you're giving an informed consent, and, the, and that's coming back to the school. So that's totally changed. But in, Victoria, in Queensland, there was quite a push to make it opt-in. And uh, there was such an outcry from a lot of the Christian organisations and the major churches that the, the government at the time actually dropped the proposal, and uh, and and Christian education was allowed to continue as it was. So, look, often it's. The response from churches, the response from Christians, it actually makes a difference to say, no, you can't do this. Um, that's going too far in terms of restricting religious freedom um, in the school system, it's and particularly at lunchtime.
0: not a time for silence. It is a time to speak up and uh, to talk about these sorts of issues, to talk about the scenarios that may develop if you don't take some action and stand up for rights. Uh, Jenny, always great talking. Thanks again for your insights today, and uh, I look forward to chatting to you again next week.